Welcome to episode 231 of Manage the Wild. I'm your host, Nick Madsen. I recently texted the local biologist. Uh, we had the start of the opener of the deer hunt on Saturday. I texted him on, yeah, well, yesterday. I said, how's the deer hunt going? And he, he said, not good. Um, we all knew that it was going to be rough um, this hunting season, uh, especially with the winter we had. And then the spring didn't look all that great. And then you had lower than normal birth rates. After talking to Dr. Larson, we knew that we were going to have some areas that were going to struggle. Some areas lost uh, 75, 80% of the population. Areas like I'm in lost roughly 50% of the population. And there's a whole lot of factors that go into this. Um, one of it is we did have a bad winter, worse than we have ever experienced or least recorded is and the amount of snowfall we received made it hard but there's other factors that are going into uh, what is affecting the mule deer populations it's it's not just and because this area that i've lived in has struggled for a long time the population for the area that i live in has been twenty thousand since early 90s biologists haven't changed their objective they've tried to hit 20,000 every time they get to 20,000 the population crashes so i keep arguing that the objective is too high we're at uh carrying capacity and we need to lower it so you can always have that good population but apparently if you or some people believe if you just write down a number that you'll automatically get there. And I just, this is not the case for the area that we're in. There's a whole lot of issues that are facing deer, mule deer, especially in the Intermountain West where I live. One is habitat quality and availability. Mule deer, they're dependent on their preferred habitat. That sagebrush step, they need those shrubs. They need those grasses and forbs. And when you start getting rid of that, uh, whether it's agricultural purposes or you are building, uh, putting in residential or putting in roads, you're starting to cut up that. You're starting to fragment all of that habitat that they need. And you're starting to alter it to where it becomes very difficult for them to use. And they are very dependent on those things, especially in the wintertime. Uh, I've said numerous times that if you're going to turn a suitable preferred shrub habitat into alfalfa, that the deer are going to excel in the spring and in the summer, and they're going to die in the late fall and in the winter because they don't have anything to feed on and they have no cover to be able to get out of those winter storms. And so habitat quality and availability is definitely on a decline as we are seeing there are different things going on. Uh, all the time. There was a ranch close by. They have roughly 30,000 acres. They're wanting to improve their graze for their cattle. So they went in and they sprayed uh, using um, an airplane. They went in and sprayed as much of that 30,000 acres as possible. Uh, I've seen juniper stands killed and obviously we're okay with that. There's a little bit of a juniper encroachment going on where this area is at, but they also kill the aspen stands and they've killed off a lot of the shrubs. 
just to bring in all of those grasses. And so when you start to see 30,000 acres of shrubs just being wiped out, you know that that's going to have a, an effect on your deer herd, uh, especially the health and the, and the quality of the deer that you have. Um, the area that I live in, the deer are the fattest in the state in the fall and they are the skinniest coming out in the springtime they go through such highs and lows with the way the winter works around here uh, depending on where you're at there are some predator prey interactions where the natural predators are putting a herd on the deer the area that i'm in is not so much it's mostly about habitat fences roads things of that nature but in certain areas uh, definitely down south in the Intermountain West, there are some factors where cougars are definitely putting uh, a herd on the population down there. We don't have the wolves here. Other states do, uh, again, but it's mostly um, cougars that seem, or coyotes that really seem to put that pressure on them. Uh, that's not necessarily the effect uh, or a factor in the area that I'm in. Um, climate is, is definitely one of the killers. So people argue that we should kill less deer and just let them live naturally. Um, but then you have a winter like this year. And if we didn't kill enough deer, uh, the winter sure did. And so there's this argument, uh, should we kill more deer? Because if not, winter's going to get them all. Would you rather have somebody be able to harvest an animal? Or would you rather have it die on the hill? And there's debate about both sides, I can see, um, but definitely trying to push that population higher where I'm at is, is having the opposite of what we want to do. We're not having healthy populations. We're having populations that boom and then bust and there are these highs and lows and we're not doing very well um, by pushing it higher. We have a lot of development going on. And the other thing that's driving me nuts this summer is the amount of side-by-sides uh, that are going up and down the roads. The roads are constantly just dust-filled. Um, it seems like ever since COVID happened that side-by-sides have just gone crazy. The amount of them. I don't know how everybody all of a sudden got money since 2019, but there are so many side-by-sides on the roads these days. They're all... 1000s and they're turboed and they are just flying but uh, the amount of recreation the amount of disturbance going on just every day is just it's crazy uh hunting and management can have an impact on populations um if the biologist in the area didn't cut tags and kept the same number of tags, we would have a really difficult time with the population. Now, the argument is, did they cut tags enough? Some are saying that if we have just as bad of winter this year as we did last year, then you won't see hunting for four or five years. Now, depending on what the population is doing, I'm, I'm all for that. Some people are saying, no, we need to continue to uh, have these opportunities for our kids because if we take them away now, they're not going to do them later on. And so you have some of that social pressure that uh, biologists are facing right now about whether or not to cut tags, reduce the hunts, and uh, just watch out for management versus that social pressure that's going on. 
we have some disease moving in. CWD was found in another part of Utah. Uh, we're also looking at possible blue tongue. Um, they've taken a couple of animals to the lab. Haven't heard back uh, whether it's blue tongue or not, but there is some disease and those will have an effect on mule deer populations, especially when they're already hurting uh, due to habitat loss and some of those things. Migration routes are being cut off after Wyoming's big study uh, that got everybody excited 10 or 12 years ago. Um, we've started to, uh, the West, the migration initiative really helped states uh, put a lot of callers out there and look at these areas. Now we have no idea what we cut off uh, before 15 years ago, but looking at the data from 15 years on until now, you can really start to see areas that you need to really focus on. Because as we cut off those migration routes, obviously we're cutting down habitat and the available habitat. And when we cut down on those, uh, they have difficult time foraging or finding the available forage because they are cut off. Now they need to find new areas and that just doesn't happen overnight. And it's just super challenging. But there's a, a lot of things uh, going on right now with the uh, area that I live in, especially with mule deer in the, in the winter that we had. We'll see uh, as we are coming into a new winter. We've already had snows here in northern Utah up in the mountains, and uh, the area that I live in is calling for 70% chance of snow this Thursday. And uh, hopefully it doesn't stick. Hopefully it goes away. Um, give these deer, especially these fawns, where I'm seeing some small fawns still, real small fawns. You know the mother was weak, and then the fawns were born to a weak mother, so the fawns themselves are weak. So the fawns could definitely use a little bit more time to grow, uh, and hopefully we see that. If not, I think you're, you're looking at uh, another just difficult winter for mule deer in the Inner Mountain West where I live. All right, you guys, have a great day. Stay wild.